back. We're Soccer Props, and it's game time. What's up, squad? It's Kelly O'Hara, and I want to tell you about a special holiday giveaway I'm doing. Just Women Sports and Soccer Girl Props have teamed up to solve all of your holiday gifting probs. And who doesn't love that? Because I am a terrible gift giver, but all you terrible gift givers out there, that is no more. One of you will get not one, but two of my jerseys because I'm feeling generous and they will be signed by me, one to keep and one to give to a special friend. To be entered to win, just subscribe to my show, the Just Women Sports Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts and share a screenshot that shows you subscribe to your Instagram, tagging Just Women Sports, Soccer Girl Probs, and your lucky friend who you would give your second jersey to. Is that the perfect gift or what? The deadline to enter is December 12th. Keep an eye on the Just Women Sports and the Soccer Girl Problems Instagram accounts because we'll announce the winner on 12-15. Legal. Must include open to 18 and over in the U.S. Deadline to enter is 12-12. Hey, guys. How was your Thanksgiving? It was so good. Good. So good. Guys, I, I ate a ton of potatoes. You know how I would eat that? I was, I was just going to say, you definitely only But you did potatoes. it, Carly. You said chicken. No, I meant to say potatoes. Also, guys, did you see the Maradona died? Oh, that's horrible. Yeah, he had a heart attack. Isn't that crazy? Six years old. That is horrible. But, I mean, he's only 60? Yep. Maradona wow. was like the first move that I was like, oh, this is yeah, cool. Soccer I got to learn cool. this. Yeah. yeah. I had, I don't know if you had the DVD of learning how to do it. No. I, I think it was pop his, that in. It was his brand, I think. My mom, was it a DVD or VHS? It's definitely uh, VHS. Sorry, VHS. <laughs> And I remember being cool. like doing it in the living room and just failing and breaking everything. And I was like, well, you tried. <laughs> wow. That's so sad. Yeah, it is. It's weird. Definitely. But, the, um, I feel like that's definitely one of the first moves you learn. Yeah. Well, we're very sad about that. He was a soccer legend, did a lot for the game that we love. Um, and on a lighter note, we have a really special guest today, um, a legend on the national team. We haven't really done much with her before, so I'm really excited to chat with her. Uh, Kelly O'Hara. Yeah. So pumped. She is the hardest working player ever. Like, every time we watch her play, we're like, holy crap. She is just, like, solid and just such a legend. And we're so excited for her, like, successes now on and off the field, right? Yeah. Like, she's, done, she's doing a lot. Like, having some businesses, hosting podcasts, podcasts and stuff. So... And she's going to be chatting with us from the Netherlands on quite a time difference. So mm -hmm. that always adds a little bit of fun delirium when it's nighttime for you. <laughs> All right, guys. Enjoy. Hello. What's up, guys? Hi. Hey. Um, thanks for coming on. We were just learning some um, Dutch. <laughs> oh, you probably have learned more than me. I asked our coffee guy every morning to try to explain to me how to say good morning, and I still can't do it. So. Well, uh, be who be to ding is hello, apparently. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's also hello, but <laughs> yes, hello. Like um, what time is it over there? It's late, right? Nine thirty. Oh boy. Well, thanks yeah. for coming no, on. No problem. I need to get to an important topic. What are you guys doing for Thanksgiving tomorrow? Yeah. Um, I actually don't know. I think we're. I think they're giving us dinner, but actually. They probably are giving us, because we have, like, stadium walkthrough, um, or, like, practice, pregame practice in the stadium, I think, tomorrow night. I haven't actually looked at the calendar, but 
So then we'll get home very late because it's an hour away and then eat late and have the meeting late. So I think maybe if we're going to do Thanksgiving, it'll be pre-practice meal. Wow. That's, that's dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone will be sleeping. I mean, turkey p.m. with like a 6 p.m. practice won't be terrible. Yeah, true. Yeah. You're probably yeah, really used to being on the road for holidays, right? Um, yeah, like I actually haven't missed Thanksgiving in a while. But back when I was a kid, like teenager and with youth teams, I think we missed a lot. Um, mm -hmm. I know we missed a lot, but yeah, it was weird. I forgot it was Thanksgiving. My dad like FaceTiming was like, you know, just sitting by the fire outside, <laughs> getting ready for Thanksgiving tomorrow. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so what are you hoping to like see from the game on Friday with this team? Oh, it's a new, there's a lot of new faces on this mm -hmm. team. Mm -hmm. A big W, number one. Yes, <laughs> for sure. Um, lots of goals for us. Um, I think, you know, it'll be, it'll be just a good kind of like barometer temperature check of like where we're at, um, how we look and if we're able to, to be successful in a COVID world. Um, so I just hope the game gets played. Like, just make sure everybody stays healthy, make mm -hmm. sure there's no positives, make sure we get on that pitch, play that game, um, get a W and yeah. And you know, that'll, this'll be kind of the start to hopefully the lead into the Olympics, which is weird. Cause like, we'll have a big break after this, but, um, yeah, it's kind of like a, it's a weird, it's a weird game. But. All so weird right now. <laughs> oh yeah. my God. What's it like, uh, when, you kind of have a new squad because there's a lot of young girls on the team and a lot of new faces. Um, how, what is it like adapting to that with a team that you're not with all year round? I mean, I think what the national team does really well is like people, this environment is based on like intensity and excellence. So I think that anytime you step in here, regardless of if it's like, we haven't been in for a long time. I think we're all ingrained with this like that's just in our DNA now. Um, but that being said, you know, we do have a lot of new players in. So I think it's about kind of teaching him like them, like this is, this is how we operate. This is every single day, every single practice, um, every single game, this is what we bring. And, you know, Vlatko does his homework and brings in players that he sees this potential in. And um, so it's kind of like, as teammates and players, it's, you know, our responsibility is just to like armor on the shoulder. You got this, this is what we're about and then hold them to that standard. But then also, you know, as an older player now, try to be a good, good veteran and um, like a welcome committee to the younger kids. I love that so much. Cause I mean, that's, it's so important. I feel like, cause you obviously it's such a competitive environment, but that like, Team chemistry comes from, you know, loving and supporting each other. And I think that's really awesome that you guys do that. And it just made me think, like, you were on the youth national team. Did you feel like you had that support from some of the veterans? Or was that kind of non-existent when you were growing up? Um, I mean, I never really, like, I didn't come into the national team environment. Until, I mean, I, I came in once my freshman year in college. And that was, like, a week. And it was, like, you are not ready for here. So go back to Stanford and, like, get better. Um, and didn't come in until after I was done. So... I was in that phase of like leaving college, turning pro and trying to, you know, solidify my spot or 
get introduced to this national environment and somehow make it here. So it is interesting because we do have kids, you know, we do have, not, I don't want to call them kids, but we have players that are, they are younger, they are still college. Um, so I, don't, I never had that experience just, I mean, for a week I did, I guess. But when I came on the team, I felt very much so the same way that I think I try to uh, approach the younger players is like, I had a lot of older players that, you know, held me to a super high standard, but then were also super welcoming and kind and just like really good people. Um, like Abby and Heyo and Mitzi, those guys really took me under their wing and um, yeah, just kind of showed me the ropes and, and got me comfortable for the most part. It's been a long comfortable here, but yeah, I would say that. I was doesn't, that, doesn't that make such a difference though? Like it gets rid of that whole initial period of feeling super uncomfortable and playing with literally no confidence. Like I'm sure everyone experiences that when they go on a new team and just the older players really do set the standard because when you can kind of just make that initial period of welcoming as short as it possibly can be so players can play to their potential in the beginning mm -hmm. I feel like that makes that like speaks volumes and has a huge impact on a team yeah um, I agree. you were talking about playing at Stanford did do you think that going and finishing all of your years there contributed a lot to you as a player instead yeah, of going right to the national team yeah I think that I mean I, I was talking, I was talking to somebody about this the other day and, um, about like, if I would, if I was in college now, like, would I be turning pro, you know, junior, senior or June, sophomore, junior year. And I, I truly don't know. I mean, I obviously played all four years and that was kind of just the way it was. Um, and I don't, I don't know if I would do it differently if I was now at that stage. Um, I loved playing for my school like I, it was something I was I felt very like honored to do and and Stanford is such an amazing academic institution but also like athletic powerhouse so um I had a lot of Stanford pride uh so I don't know if I would it would have been a very very hard decision for me to leave early and for me school was super important so I think that if I did leave early, it would have had to have been with some like contingency and some sort of deal. Like mm -hmm. I was talking to Allison Felix and she signed a deal with, I think it was Adidas that she didn't go to college, but she, so she didn't get a, she couldn't go to scholarship, like went pro. And so Adidas paid for her school. Like they were like, we'll pay for all four years. Oh, wow. So I think I would have done probably something like that. That's um, awesome. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm, what was I'm, your major? I got my degree. Um, my major was science, technology, and society with a focus on wow. engineering. So did you know, like, early on that you wanted to go pro, or was that something that you wanted to do also, if you didn't? Um, yeah, I think I, well, I, I, the major that I chose, I was definitely like, how do I see myself using this in the real world? Mm -hmm. And I think that would have been, like, with the renewable energy company or, like, in consulting or something like that, um, which I was stoked on and, like, I think I would have really enjoyed it. Obviously wanted to, to go as far as I possibly could yeah. with soccer. Um, so, but the league wasn't around when I started college. So really the only place you could go post-college was either overseas, which like wasn't even, I didn't even really know as an option or make it on the national team. So like mm -hmm. my whole goal was to be like, you've got to get called in immediately fall like in college or like immediately following college um and thankfully I did like 
like it worked out that way that I got called into the first camp post national wow. championship game. Damn. So yeah. Yeah. It's good timing. I feel like a lot <laughs> of girls like who go to college, even if they don't think they're going to go pro pick a major because it's easy based on their soccer schedule, mm-hmm. which I feel like is such <laughs> a bad thing to do. And I mean, maybe I did that a little bit, but, um, but it's crazy. It's like, especially if you don't think that you're going to be playing professional, pick something that you're going to do after college soccer ends and you still did that and you went professional. So that's pretty amazing. Yeah. I mean, I think the way I looked at the way I looked at like my college search and choosing which college I went to, because I was very undis, I mean, I didn't declare until my, or is that what it's called? Commit until my, um, my senior year, like senior fall and ever, all my friends had done it, you know, junior or sophomore year even. Mm-hmm. Um, but the way that I approached how I chose a college was like, go to a school that you'd be happy being a student at and not a soccer player um, or an athlete. And, and so I think that I chose a major based on like, what could I actually see myself doing? Like, I'm not just, obviously, getting a college degree in anything is great. Um, mm-hmm. I also don't think you need a college degree to be successful in life, but I'm like, if I'm here, I might as well do something I'm interested in and could see myself using and like, I want to learn things that are going to be useful to me in the future. So right. I would, I would um, suggest doing that. <laughs> <laughs> so you, so you, um, you decided like your senior year, was that because you were not sure of where you wanted to go? Were you trying to like weigh out your options? Yeah. Um, started looking my junior year, you know, you get like, you know, I think it's September 1st, you're able to get the communications or the letters and that sort of thing. Um, and I was, I don't want to say I was like a late bloomer, but I really wasn't super serious about soccer until like, I didn't commit to soccer until my sophomore year. So when the college process rolled around, I think I was maybe a little caught off guard. Um, and really didn't know like I don't know as a you're like 16 and where do you want to go for four years of your life and like live away from home and that sort of thing so um I feel like I I took my time and like really vetted all my options Mm -hmm. because it was a big decision I was like do I want private do I want public do I want a big school do I want a small school do I want east coast do I want west coast like do I want a good football program do I want like nothing you know Mm -hmm. so um it just took me a really long time to feel that I'd found the right place and for me it was like a feel situation I like showed up at Stanford I was like oh this is it and I met the team and that was kind of like the the I don't want to say nail in the coffin because that is like it feels like a back (laughs) but um the team felt like a family to me. And I was like, this is where I want to be. I think that's so important that you took your time with it too. Cause this isn't something that I think, cause we're so out of it. I forget how stressful that decision was, but like yeah. when we ask, like when we ask our followers, what questions they have for you, they are so fixated on figuring out how, how you decided where you're going to school, what your recruiting process was looking like. Like that's in the forefront of all their brains. And I forget how big of a decision that is for people but it's it's great advice because they nowadays everyone feels like they need to figure it out by the end of their sophomore year or the beginning yeah. of their junior year and it's just taking your time can lead you to discovering what the actual true and right option is for you so I, I love that advice yeah and too like you weighed your options and you were sounds like you were just so smart about it because I feel like a lot of players are probably like 
you know, oh my gosh, this amazing school wants me, boom. And then they get so like narrowed into this and then they end up like hating their experience because like you said too, with the majors and everything, like you just don't know what you want long-term. So these are just all such great tips for our lady ballers who have been asking a lot about the college process. <laughs> Thank you, Kara. Yeah. Yeah, of course, of course. I think it's like, you just gotta be, take your time like don't feel pressure i had a coach tell me like i have one full ride and it's i have three players and it's up for grabs so whoever commits first gets it and i was like that doesn't break me so i'm out <laughs> like you know um i think that you can i think it's important like people school environment city like all those there's a lot to weigh so it's it's not it's not something you should you should make quickly or feel pressured to do quickly yeah, definitely. I feel like the pressure gets to a lot of young athletes now, for sure. I know, I hate it. <laughs> it's crazy. It now. They're like training, they're like putting them in soccer at three years old and telling them that they have to like go to practice six times a week. Yeah, <laughs> so nuts. It's just getting more and more competitive. Yeah. But jumping back when you said you went to camp for a week and they said you weren't ready, how was that? Like, did you take that and say like, okay, I'm going to use this to get better? Did that put you down at all? Because I know you also said in your podcast, which we'll talk about later, like you didn't make ODP the first time, right? Mm -hmm. I didn't make the region team. I made the pool. Like I made state mm -hmm. the pool and then didn't make the team. Um, yeah. So I had been, I had heard no before, you know, so it wasn't a, it wasn't a new thing for me. Um, it was a rare thing, like from being honest, but it wasn't new. And I think that, um, when I went into camp, it was in the understanding of like, I'm super young. It's just for the coach of the time to see me. Mm -hmm. And I think it was Greg Ryan. It was Greg Ryan at the time. And I'm sure I was bummed, you know, like you obviously want to go to the next level and perform out of your mind and be like the next big thing. But that just wasn't the case for me. And um, I, I do think it was like, all right, I'm, I just got a taste of what that's like. And I have a lot of work to do. So let's get back to like the drawing board and the practice field and, and make it so that the next time I get the opportunity, I'm ready. Um, so yeah, I'm, but I'm sure I was a little, I'm sure I was a little bummed. I love the, even the fact that you can look back and not even remember specifically what that felt like shows how not insignificant, but how much not, it's not a big deal to hear no and to have that sort of setback, especially when look at all you've done after it. So the fact yeah. where you look back and you're like, I guess I was probably pretty bummed out. Yeah, I will say I, I specifically remember, like I remember vividly many times I heard no once I was out of college on the national team and like going into consistent camps, but then like maybe didn't make a roster for a specific game or that sort of thing. I, I like, or like didn't make like all Garf Cup roster or whatever. Um, I do remember those times and that was like, and, but I think I was at a point where I was like, I know I can do this. So mm -hmm. I'm really, really disappointed. And I'm like yeah. gutted. And it feels like somebody ripped your heart out, which is like so dramatic for such like, it's like one thing, like you didn't make one roster. <laughs> like, are you serious? But truly like, it was like, I, but I, that, that is how I knew I wanted it so badly. And it was kind of the same way I felt when I didn't make the region team, when I made the pool, didn't make the team. Like that was the same visceral reaction of like gutted. Oh my God. Like my world is crumbling and so 
I think it's just like I was at, I, when I get to the point where I'm like, I can do this, I know that I have the ability to be here and perform and succeed, and I don't meet those expectations, then I have those. Then that no hurts more. Yeah. So, how do you let that not get in your headspace? Wow. Or do you let it get in and use it, you know, like channel it? Um, I definitely have learned that it's important to like feel the feelings um and like like a good cry in a, alone in a staircase like, <laughs> well earned and needed can, yes exactly, can be super cathartic um so i think yeah it's just learning how to not do, like it's this has happened this has been decided feel the feelings because they actually like that's how you feel but then you can't dwell like it's there's no point like nothing productive is coming out of this energy like get a different energy work towards what you want to see um and I, that that took time like i don't think that's something i think that can that's a learned kind of skill yeah it's like a skill you just you're like you accept it and then you figure out how to make sure it doesn't happen again I love that. Me too. And I think it's important for lady ballers to know, like, this is expected when, like, when you're trying to get better and you're going along your soccer journey, like you're going to fail, you're going to be told no, you're going to get cut from teams. But it's like, like you're saying, like, focus on the things that you can control, like, of course, feel the feelings, but don't let it cripple you. And I know, like, when I look back at my college career, my body language was terrible. If I, if something bad happened to me, and then I let it like, live inside me for like a week and it just like it just is not a good thing and like you said nothing good can come out of it so just like let it go in a way and I just I think that's great it's great advice yeah I truly believe that like every situation is infused with the energy that you bring to it like you could be in a really crappy situation and if like you bring a positive energy there's a chance that like it gets a little bit better you know Mm -hmm. so and sometimes it's not possible to do that and that's okay. But like, if you have the ability to kind of bring a different positive, like, okay, let's move on type of thing. Um, this can be very helpful. Yeah. We, we know we're really short on time, but we do want to ask you some questions that some of our fans wanted to ask you. Go for it, for sure. Um, I was late. So you guys gave me a five, five extra minutes. <laughs> yes. um, do you have a role model right now? And who is it? Ooh. A role model. Um, I, I, it's weird. It's like I feel bad saying I don't have one. Um, I just read Matthew McConaughey's book and I like really enjoyed it. I yeah. Wanted- Are you writing lists about everything that you check off now, like um, he does? No, I'm not. But I'm like, I really should document more. Like I sometimes have uh, shied away from doing that because I'm like, ooh, I don't think I want to know like who I was at a certain time. <laughs> <laughs> I do think it's important like it's part of you whatever um but yeah I just read his book and I really enjoyed his perspective and it was like a cool uh it was just a it was a good book I, I recommend it yeah. really nice. I'm halfway in I really like it he's a cool I'm dude but he has a video that it's like three minutes long and it's like the most inspirational speech I've ever heard and I think we put it on our blog one time but like I listen to it every time I'm sad because like he just knows what to say it's super <laughs> awesome yeah one. Yeah, I would. So I wouldn't say he's like a role model, but I'd say like yeah, I recently read, you know, his biography, and it was, it was very inspiring. Did you have fun growing up? That's another thing. Like I feel bad. That's all right. Yeah. It's like weird because I definitely looked up to 
women on the national team. You know, like I remember asking for Julie Foudy's autograph at a, I think she played for like the Cyberays or something in San Diego and they were playing the beat in Atlanta. But I'm kind of like, but I think I was doing it because like all my friends were doing it. Like, mm-hmm. so I was like, oh uh-huh. yeah, yeah, autographs are cool. Um, which they are, they're, they're, it is what it is. But, um, but like, I don't have, I didn't have like one. I think I just looked up to like powerful women yeah. owning and like just balling out. Um, and was like, oh, I want to do that. You know, my first true look at like a female athlete was the 1996 Olympic team, like gymnastics team, not even soccer team. Oh. And I was like, this is dope. Like they're competing for their country. They're women, their athletes are on TV. Like this is sick. So um, I don't have anybody specifically, but I think it's just like women that were owning it, falling out. I like um, that. That's awesome. This one's <laughs> it's different. What's your favorite vegetable? <laughs> this might be easier to answer. <laughs> That's actually difficult too. Oh. Big, big veggie fan. Big veggie she doesn't fan. play favorites. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, it's, I'm, a, I'm bad at the favorites game. Um, <laughs> Love me some Brussels sprouts, <laughs> roasted, kale, roasted, nice. the, you know, the, the chip Brussels sprouts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I'm, I'm a big veggie fan. Nice. So wait, so when you're with the team, like, like you are now, are you guys say it wasn't COVID you go out to eat and you're on your own? Like, where do you go? Do you go to like a salad place or do you go to like coffee shop? Like, where do you, where would you go for mm. lunch? definitely coffee shop but I think more so like I don't know I'm I don't want to say I'm a foodie but like I I do love being like you're in a new city let's try like a great yeah. that sort of thing um so I don't know it just depends definitely not a steakhouse but anywhere else like that's good <laughs> delicious healthy yeah. food we eat our way through every single country we visit. <laughs> nice. All right, wait, we, we have another question what is what is your favorite position to play because we know you've been you play everywhere what is your your position of preference on the field on i that is a good answer i like it attitude coach let's yes let's go play some soccer have you always had that attitude of like if a coach wanted to just completely flip your world upside down and switch you on the field you just rolled with it um i guess kind of because like as soon as pia said okay you're gonna be an outside back that's the only way you're gonna make this olympic team i was like Yep. Yeah, like, <laughs> you know, and and then from then on, it was like I could find myself at outside back, outside mid, outside forward. You know, so it was just kind of like if I'm if I'm seeing the field, like I got a chance to play, can't complain. I love that. Well, you were who uh, when we last podcasted? Um, maybe it was with Mia Ham and them. We were talking about the it, when you play multiple positions, you know the perspective of what that person that position is looking mm-hmm. for you to do. Do you feel like that's made a big, like that's one of your strengths is kind of knowing what every anticipated position is kind of looking for you, from you? Yeah. And like as defender, I was like, oh, I know how Ford thinks. I'm just going to like yeah. know what's going on in their head. So that gives me a step above any other defender out there who's always just been a defender. defender. Yeah, that's like, so true. Yeah. Like you can be, I'm, I have a another or different tool in my toolbox compared to some other people because like I played forward for so long so I know what these people are thinking I know what they're going for what they're trying to do and I can be one step ahead of them there you go um any passions besides soccer love to cook um love to surf nice don't really get to do it that much but I do love to do it I'm not that great 
but I love it. Um, <laughs> love to ride my bike. That sounds like such like an eight-year-old, but like I do like a. No, oh, I love it too. <laughs> it sounds like an eight-year-old or like a seventy-five-year-old. It's like yeah. right in the middle. I love it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think I like I. I like go to the the basketball court in our neighborhood and like shoot hoops just by myself because like it's just fun, you know. Like mm-hmm. I don't know, I like to be outside, have fun, be active. Yeah. Nice. Most surreal moment on the national team for you? Mm. No matter yeah. how insignificant of a yeah. moment, what was most surreal for you? Oh, surreal! Oh. I don't know. I mean, maybe scoring my my first goal after years was like pretty sick and surreal. And it was like, oh my God, how did that just happen? <laughs> uh, like I, I've never scored a goal for this team and now I'm scoring it. Like what? Um, that was probably pretty What surreal. game was that? That was a semifinals in, against Germany in 2015 at, at the World Cup. Um, in Montreal? I think we were in Montreal. Yeah, yeah. We, watched, we, were there. we watched. That was, yeah. to me, that was the yeah. best game of the whole World Cup. Yeah, yeah. and that yeah. weird little yeah. yellowish type. Yeah. That, was, that should have been the goal. final. I remember the goal. We all peed ourselves. How do we not remember? Just you. I, think I, did Just too. I think I did, too. <laughs> yeah, I. that is unbelievable. Wow. feel so blessed to be able to – we watched you guys all throughout Canada. That was – Yeah, that was cool. That game was legit bonkers. Yeah. That was, was insane. I feel was- like the semis are always supposed to be the finals. Yeah. 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 The, yeah, that's true. That is true. I mean, this last World Cup was like the semis were super crazy. Yeah. And intense. And- yeah, that was wild. Um, I think what, there's one more. How have you kept – I don't know if you've had any major injuries, knock on wood, ever, but it, how have you stayed positive, like, when, you, when you're, you know, on the bench or you're sitting out because you tweak something? Well, you were out with your ankle for a while. Yeah. Right? Definitely. You I've had definitely surgery. Had fair share of, like, yeah, some serious injuries and, and not so serious but just, like, annoying. Yeah. Um, it's, some, it's probably one of my biggest struggles as an athlete is like the mentality piece of like, how am I going to mentally handle myself when I get injured, whether it's like for a day or for six months. And I, and sometimes I think, I think sometimes it's not easier again, knock on wood, like for the longer term ones, you're just like, this is the reality. And then um, for the shorter term, term ones, like you tweak your a quad or like your hamstring or whatever. And it's like, oh, is this like a day or is this like a week or is this four weeks, that sort of thing? I, I'm i like, yeah, it's it's not, I'm not good at it. Um, it's something that I know I need to work on. I, I become like less productive, not only as like an athlete, but as like a human and other things that I do. Like I, I feel like I lose my drive and I'm just like depressed for it. Yeah. It's kind of, um, yeah, it's kind of not silly, but uh just I'm like get a, get a hold of yourself Kelly like you can still do x y and z yeah. you can't it's not it's definitely not silly though thing. because you guys like this is your life like it's your job you worked so hard to be the best <clears throat> and then when something like that happens you're just like I, can someone give me a break like I'm just doing my best and like you know this stuff happens but I think you're right the mentality piece is like huge and so many young players ask us you know how do we stay positive and I, like I don't know if you do this but do you keep yourself around your team so that you feel like they're a part of it and you're not really missing out on much um it depends like if it's if I can get like the tr- treatment and rehab and stuff 
then I like stay in whatever team environment I'm in. But if not, like it's got to take care of the body, like fix the body first. And then, you know, you can be around that. But I do think, I do think being in a team environment is good. Sometimes it's like, you do need to step away because it can be very, like for some people, it can be very draining. Some people, it can be very energizing. Um, I found it to be both at times. So there have been times when I'm like, all right, I'm not playing for like four weeks. I need to like go somewhere and just be away. Um, and I, I also never want my negative attitude that I'm feeling towards myself or my situation to affect the team. So it's like a, a delicate balance mm-hmm. of feeling like you're supporting, but then also taking care of what you need to do. Um, so yeah, I think it's just, it's a work in progress. <laughs> the reminder um, that you can always find something to do, yeah. you know, and not get kind of stuck in that world of like feeling helpless is, is a good piece of advice because there really is so much you can work on, even if it's the stuff that you don't want to work on. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, the only way, it's the only way to spend that time. <laughs> yeah. And I think that like time heals all. So that applies to broken hearts. It applies to you know, strained <laughs> hamstrings. Like it's just, that's just the reality. Of I feel life. like you should think, write a book. I think that's the quote of this podcast. That was wonderful. <laughs> Like it's true. Like you get caught up and you're like, oh my God, when is this going to heal? And it's like, it's yeah. going to heal, heal. So just let it heal. Yeah. And give it time. You know, feel the yeah. feels, let it heal. Right. It usually oh. helps to just like sleep it off, you know? And that, to sleep it off. <laughs> so That's my book. There you go. <laughs> just sleep uh, it off. Okay. So mine is going to be, what is it? Heal a broken heart. Oh, time heals all. Broken yeah. heart. Yeah. Or a, ha- or a hamstring. <laughs> it feels, let it heal. What was it? Yeah, that's mine. <laughs> and then you, Carly, yours is sleep it off. It's just, yeah. it's just it nap. Sleep it off. <laughs> is it is it Alana or is it? Yeah, Alana. I got nothing on this. Let's think. Snack it away. Snack yeah, it away. away. Right, there we go. go. It's all seem like great. Well, that was a great way to end it. Thanks for coming Wait, on. Oh, well, and tell us about your podcast. Yes, I was going to say. Oh yeah, um, got a podcast. Just women's sports. Nice. It's on because I've worn it every single day at this camp. What has it been like having like? official conversations with these awesome women in the world of sports like um it's it's amazing it's awesome yeah I I am not a podcaster I'm not I've never hosted anything before um I've never really interviewed anybody in a official capacity so but it's very unofficial in the sense of like it's peer-to-peer it's athlete to athlete which I was the most excited about because I feel like it's not um there's not a lot like that like talking with you guys you guys get it like you were soccer players like we have a lot of overlap and similarities and it's like a cool conversation and you can bring up things that probably apply to a lot of different people and for me it was like I think that the conversations I can have with fellow athletes haven't been out there or the way that the vibe is isn't there and so and I think that even though professional athletes seem like oh maybe unattainable or like oh they're very different like the part that I love about this podcast is it's very relatable and so many people like friends and and fans but like a lot of my friends would be like oh my god so good like it was so awesome to hear this person's perspective on this you know and it's I think it's cool because it's like we do have these really awesome stories but then at the same time we're all human and we go through life and we all deal with ups and downs and great days and bad days you know so um yeah yeah, it's it's awesome. You guys have to check it out. It's cool. You feel like you're kind of just like listening in on like a, con- yeah, a casual conversation between legends. Like it's like it's like yeah. really cool just to like feel like you're in the room, kind of talking sports with them. So I, I've loved it so far. 
Well, thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. I love what you guys are doing. Lady ballers out here. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks so much, Kelly. And um, good luck on your game on Friday. We can't wait to watch. Yeah. You're going right. to get to bed. I know I do. <laughs> yeah. Get to sleep. I will. I will. Do Carly's right. advice and just sleep yeah. it off or whatever. <laughs> Yeah. I was going to say, I go to bed at like 7.30 at night. Yeah, this is your like, bedtime, Carla. It pretty much is. <laughs> all right. where, are, where, are all, where are all of you guys? Me and Alana are in New York, and Carly's in Rhode Island. Oh, very cool. But I'll awesome. be, I'm planning on going down to Georgia in January. I'm going to do a little surf trip, too. So oh, if you have any wrecks. Well, I'm going to do the coast. I'm doing the whole oh, coast. Oh, okay. So, like, if you're going to hit Outer Banks and stuff like that, that'll be good. I'm but doing Outer Banks, yep. You'll find better surf up there than, like, yeah. So, yeah. just don't have your hopes up. Paper <laughs> <laughs> the expectations accordingly. Little waves is all I do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Yes. Well, thanks, guys. Thank you. Yeah, thank we you. appreciate it. Bye. 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 Bye.